It's not wise to envy, but we do it anyway. The solution James gives for envy is surprising, but it shows true wisdom if we follow it. Welcome to First 15, where we are listening to God and responding to his word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We're all followers here, following God, and as we meditate on his word, we respond to him in prayer. If you're new to First 15, follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. You're in the right place to keep growing your faith. In season four, we're reading and praying through a few New Testament letters. We're listening to the letter of James and learning to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Today's reading is like a hinge or pivot point in this letter, and several of the main themes seem to come together here. As we listen to more from James, we get more chances to take God's word to heart and make it a part of each day. The intent of our podcast is much like James's letter, to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process, and you can find details at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes. What part of James's letter has spoken to you most memorably? Is it his opening encouragement to count it all joy when you meet trials of all kinds? Or the progress from desire to temptation, sin, and ultimately death that he spells out? The discussion about poor and rich or the distinction between faith and action, both in chapter 2. Or maybe the vivid pictures that he paints of the tongue, and how much we need to watch how we speak. The section we're listening to today talks about wisdom and envy, and I encourage you to listen up as we consider James 3, verse 13, through chapter 4, verse 10. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by his good conduct that his deeds are done in gentleness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart, don't boast and don't lie against the truth. This wisdom is not the kind that comes down from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition are, There is confusion and every evil deed. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, and then peaceful, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and free of hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Where do wars and fighting among you come from? Don't they come from your pleasures that war in your members? You lust and don't have. You murder and covet and can't obtain. You fight and make war. You don't have because you don't ask. You ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who lives in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore it says, 
God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Be subject, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament, mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will exalt you. It's clearly not wise to envy. James starts by focusing on wisdom, and he draws a sharp contrast. God's wisdom versus worldly wisdom. That's what I notice first. There's more than one kind of wisdom. Not everything that seems wise is necessarily godly. So what does godly wisdom look like? James says, look at a person's conduct, their way of life. You can tell by a person's deeds how they live their life if they are pursuing wisdom. Now, there's a worldly type of wisdom that looks out for myself first, that is ambitious to promote my own interest, and which gets jealous of other people's good. If you're jealous of other people's lives, the advantages they enjoy, the good things they have, and you think you're wise, well, it's really just being worldly wise. If you're ambitious about getting yourself out ahead of others, you're going to be confused about what wisdom really is. Godly wisdom is pure. It seeks peace. It considers others. It's considerate. It's full of mercy and good fruit. It's impartial. It's genuine or free of hypocrisy. In other words, it looks an awful lot like Jesus did in his earthly actions and choices. Well, at least for me, that's a lot to take in. But the two verses where all of this is detailed, James 3 verses 17 and 18, are really worth meditating on at length, and I recommend that. If someone has real wisdom, they should share it with others. They should be a teacher. Remember James started chapter 3 by saying not many should become teachers because they're judged by a higher standard. When I taught school, the school's leadership reminded us teachers that not just students looked up to us, but the community also expects teachers to set a good example. In other words, we weren't judged by the same standard as the average person. We were expected to be exemplary, to be better than just average. James also acknowledged early in chapter 3 that we all stumble, but that's no excuse. If you're pursuing wisdom, you should stumble less than others. You should have control over your tongue and therefore the rest of your body or the drives within you. Now, after talking about wisdom toward the end of chapter 3, James asks this question at the beginning of chapter 4. Where does conflict come from? What causes fights? He goes on to answer and say, we fight because we lack things and we get envious of others who do. And we don't even bother asking God for what we want. We're driven by the wrong motives when we do take time to ask God for what we want. 
All of this is related to chapter 2. Back there, James points out the inconsistency of catering to the rich while mistreating the poor. Here, he's saying, you're envious of the rich when you should be adjusting your own heart. The solution that James gives for envy is kind of surprising, but it shows true wisdom if you'll really follow it. It comes in chapter 4, verses 6 through 10, what I just read toward the end, and I'll summarize it again. God gives grace to the humble, a lot of grace. The proud, well, he leaves them to their own devices. But if you humble yourself before God, he will lift you up. The solution to envy is to stop focusing on other people and wanting what they have and instead turning to God humbly and asking him for what we need. Let's pray together now. God, thank you for providing everything I need. Save me from seeking wisdom in the ways of the world. I want your wisdom, and I pray for the peace that you give, the deep and lasting wholeness, contentment, satisfaction, and rest that is part of your peace, your shalom. Deliver me from jealousy and envy of other people and what they have. I humble myself before you and ask you to fill me with your good things. I believe, God, that you are generous. You will provide even more than I can imagine. You seek my good, even beyond what I can see or comprehend. Give me rest in you and reassurance. I pray for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. This passage from today is just packed full of lessons for us to reflect on, to apply on a deeper level. Like so much in the spiritual life, we're better off focusing on one part of it and letting God work on our hearts in that specific area. And so I'm going to ask you to think about this. What is that one part of today's teaching that is meant for you? Remember, James 1 said, If any of you lacks wisdom, they should ask of God who gives generously. Desire God's wisdom and ask him for it. Do you need to grow in godly wisdom rather than the worldly kind? Are you feeling convicted by the Spirit about sharing what he's already shown you? In other words, about being a teacher. Or maybe it's the lesson about envy and setting your heart on the right thing. Humble yourself before God and draw near to him. Trust in him to take better care of you than you ever could on your own. James says if we humble ourselves to God and submit to him, he will lift us up and exalt us. So focus on one concrete thing from this passage and let God go to work on your heart. As you see God working in that area, make sure to share your experience with someone else. Testify to what God is doing in your life. Verse 15 is a ministry of wordofprayer.com. 
If you haven't found our Facebook page, we have regular encouragement and weekly events that we announce there. So check that out at Word of Prayer 15 and be sure to like the page if you haven't already. If you have a Twitter account and would like to receive regular but brief reminders based on First 15, follow me at Word of Prayer 15, that's 1-5, on Twitter. Seek God's wisdom and grow in it as you turn away from envy and worldliness today. Blessings.